Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What? 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 Shout out my man Dick Day coming back with some fire. Liddell Willingham here with you on the fan final hour of the show. Here with you until 4 o'clock on this fine Saturday here in our nation's capital. I want to give a big thanks to Commander's Royalty. Rick Doc Walker joining me in the 2 o'clock hour. If you got the Odyssey app, use the rewind feature. Go back to 2 o'clock and be prepared to run through a damn wall. Doc Walker got me ready to go. As we mentioned, three days away from the Commander's reporting to training camp. And by Tuesday, when the commanders report, every team across the National Football League should have been reported by that time. We were playing playing a little bit of games here to get us ready for training camp. We had NFL superlatives earlier in the hour, earlier in the show, excuse me. Right now, we're going to fill in the blank here a little bit, bringing back our producer here today in studio, Denton Day. Denton, what do you got for me, buddy? All right, so I'll give you a layup one to start with because I have an idea what direction you're going to go here. So the first fill in the blank, this quarterback will stun people this year. Yeah. You know I've been pulling the wagon all offseason long, ever since they hit the send button on the trade. Hey, how you doing? My name is Carson. Last name Wentz. He is going to be a sleeper MVP candidate. I don't know what all the hate is about. This is the best cast of weapons he's had in his entire career. Terry McLaurin's the best wide receiver he's ever got the, you know, the opportunity to play with. Kenny Zampezi's not playing with him. If they tell him to check the ball down, he better check the ball down. Or guess what? There's a hot shot fifth round pick waiting, chomping at the bit to prove himself. I want to go with Carson Wentz. I had a feeling that is the yeah. direction you were going to go there. All right. <laughs> Second one. This quarterback is overrated. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough when it comes to overrated. It's a very strong word. We had Doug Farrar on yesterday on B. Mitch and Finley from the USA Today's Touchdown Wire. And we were talking about overrated players across the National Football League. When you talk about the quarterback position and trying to call somebody overrated, you got to be very careful because sometimes it may very well come back to bite you. But if I had to give you my most overrated quarterback in the National Football League, I'd say it's Jalen Hurts. I'd say it's Jalen Hurts. Right now, everybody has the Philadelphia Eagles making noise in a very crowded NFC East is what I think. I think the NFC East is very crowded. And a lot of people have anointed 
or are trying to anoint Jalen Hurts as the guy in Philly because of all the weapons that they've put around him. He's got to prove it to me. And I know we saw the dual threat ability a year ago. We've now got a full season of film on Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback. We've got a full season of film on Nick Sirianni's offense. I don't expect Jalen Hurts to have the success he had last year. Overrated could be a strong word, but I think it's his teammate. I don't get Mac Jones. Like yeah. it just I just don't understand Mike the Mike Tannenbaum hype. loves and Mac I, Jones. I don't get it. I watched every single Alabama game when he was in college. I watched a lot of the Patriots. I I just don't get it. All right. Next one. This quarterback is flying under the radar. Hmm. Yeah. Now, it's hard to fly under the radar at the quarterback position in the National Football League. And before I even get to that, I'm going to react to what you said about Mac Jones. I actually have bought all the way in on Mac Jones. I am I am in favor of Mac Jones. I like what New England's doing with Mac Jones. Hell, I wish we would have drafted Mac Jones here in Washington. And maybe Carson Wentz wouldn't be here right now. But if you wanted to ask me, actually, I think I blinked on the question, Danny. Remind me of the question again here real quick. This quarterback is flying under the radar. Flying under the radar. Yeah. I, I think this is going to sound crazy. And don't jump at my neck here. Don't jump at my neck here after I give this answer. The quarterback, in my opinion, that's flying under the radar. Oh, no. It's up by 95. I think Danny Dimes is flying under the radar. Look, people want to call me crazy. I think the New York Giants are the sleeper in the NFC East. I don't even want to say the sleeper in the NFC East. It might be the sleeper of the entire National Football League, and here's why. Everything at the quarterback position in the National Football League is about fit, right? We've seen some of the most talented guys in the world come in this league, and the fit was bad, and... They never look the same again. From a fit standpoint, Daniel Jones pairing up with Brian Dable, I think has a lot of potential. Daniel Jones is a pretty big human being. Stands at 6'4", gets off the bus looking like a starting NFL quarterback. (laughs) The fans here in Washington are well aware of his mobility and the athleticism that this young man possesses. The big thing with Daniel Jones has been about the decision-making. But you pair him up with Brian Dayball, who has a track record of working with a big, freakishly athletic quarterback in Josh Allen. Now, I'm not comparing Daniel Jones' arm strength to Josh Allen. I'm talking about the physical traits, though. Talking about speed, athleticism, the height. Daniel Jones isn't too, too far off of Josh Allen. I think Brian Dayball, in combination with the weapons, that they have in New York. Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley. I think they could do something. Now, I'm a big fan of the kid Wondell Robinson they drafted out of Kentucky. What do you think? I, I don't think Daniel Jones is very good at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we can agree to disagree. Yeah, my my answer for flying under the radar, I think Derek Carr is flying under the radar. Yeah. I think you look at that division in particular, him and Tua. I'm a, I'm a big Tua tongue of my lower guy. <laughs> All right, which player in the NFL that is not a quarterback is flying out of the radar? Hmm. That's also very interesting. And I agree with your answer there. I, I am, I'm also a big Tua, Tua tongue of my lower guy. I think Tua 
But what they're going to ask him to do in Mike McDaniel's offense, continue to get the ball out of his hands quickly and be a distributor to the track team that they have at wide receiver, I think he could be pretty good. I was so siced for like that three-day period where the rumor was that Tua was going to get traded here. I was so siced up. Bro, I remember. Oh, I remember calling in and pretending that's where my alias became born, Chester and Manassas. I called in to Grant and Danny, and we went back and forth about it. He didn't even know it was me. Went back and forth about it because I said, look, Tua's a guy that before the hip injury, we were talking about this is the next great quarterback potentially coming out of college, and now one injury makes you forget about the guy. But a non-quarterback that is flying under the radar, I feel like I'm, I'm continuing to hit on the same teams here, but a non-quarterback flying under the radar? Saquon Barkley with the New York Giants. People forget how freakish of an athlete Saquon Barkley was. There was a reason he was a top 10 draft pick at the running back position. The kid has special physical abilities. Now, I know his health, his health has been the biggest thing that people have talked about. But you want to talk about just a pure, from a pure physical trait standpoint, from a, a pure athleticism standpoint, Saquon Barkley is the truth. I know we haven't seen it since the rookie year where he went ballistic. I mean, do you remember what he did as a rookie, Denton? I got the numbers right here in front of me. It doesn't even feel like it's believable. 1,300 yards rushing, 5 yards a carry, 11 touchdowns, and then to the and then to the passing attack, 91 catches, 721 yards, 4 touchdowns. Those are MVP-like numbers in Saquon Barkley's rookie year. Now, I know he's had to deal with some injuries, but he's of the same ilk and cloth and makeup of a guy like Adrian Peterson, where they can defy medicine. He's special. Look at the quads on him. They're bigger than you. This guy can do it. I think he bounces back. Uh, I think my guy's a local guy. I think Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of wide receivers got paid this offseason. Obviously, he couldn't. He set the market like last year, but... A lot of receivers got paid. We've been talking about a lot of people not named Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs is still one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He's the best route runner in the National Football League. I don't think it's a debate. What I say earlier, you can you can argue with your mama. On this one, you can argue with your grandmama because I'm that certain. All right, I want to stay with receivers for this next one. Mm-hmm. This team has the best trio of wide receivers. You know, you want two guys on the outside and a slot guy. This team has the best trio. I think this one's obvious, but I'll let you have it first. Yeah, I I normally like to stray away from the obvious answers. You know, sometimes just because I'm an idiot. Other times because it's, it's, it's genuinely because I believe it. Now, when you say receiver here, are we only looking at wide receivers or can I include a tight end? If you want to throw a tight end in there, be more than you're more than welcome to. Because this gets interesting here. There are some very good wide receiver trios in the National Football League, but as I mentioned, I think it's easy. This team, though, lost their tight end from a year ago. Talk about C.J. Uzama was a big part of what they did. I look down with Joey Beans Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, the trio of Jamar, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I don't think it gets much better than that across the National Football League. Everybody, all the pundits nationally, too, have been talking about the Bengals being a team that they see taking a step back as the Bengals being the team that they don't think could duplicate their success from a year ago, you must be on crack. There's no way, there is no way the Cincinnati Bengals aren't just as good as they were last year or even better. 
Joe Burrow had to deal with one of the worst offensive lines in football. They upgraded significantly. Significantly during the offseason along their offensive line. I think if they're able to stay healthy, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC. Yeah, that's the obvious one. I think in the NFC, if we want to split that up, I think the Rams are the other pseudo-obvious one with Cooper Cup. I mean, Allen Robinson being a number two wide receiver. I I mean, come on, it's not fair. Then you can either go Tyler Higby as the third one or Van Jefferson, take your pick. Uh, You're still pretty well off. So this will be the final one on the offensive side. Who do you think, fill in the blank, best wide receiver in the National Football League? It's tough. It's tough because... Each year now, for the last few seasons, we have seen this this almost revolution, I want to call it, at the wide receiver position. We are in the golden age of wide receivers in the National Football League. Guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase coming out, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Stephon Diggs. I mean, you name them. There is a plethora of wide receivers in the National Football League that are elite. But I feel like there's only one man that really gets to claim He's the best wide receiver in the NFL. You might think I'm crazy. You might think it's too premature. From what you watched last year on film and on tape, you can't tell me you're watching these games and you think anybody in the NFL is better than Jamar Chase. This young man burst onto the scene last year in a way we haven't seen before. Everybody knew he was getting the damn ball. You still couldn't stop him. And what I loved about Jamar Chase, he's got all the goods. I like to call him a three-level receiver. He can make the contested catches. He is a legitimate deep threat. And you can throw him the screen and tell him, here, go figure it out. He's going to get you instant offense. I'm a big fan of Jamar Chase, and I think moving forward, Madden clearly didn't respect him. Moving forward, though, they got to respect. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what Madden was was looking at. I I love Jamar Chase. I'm with you. I still think it's Devontae Adams. You know, a part of me still is in the camp of DeAndre Hopkins. Mm, that's interesting. But I would. I I need to see him healthy with Kyler because there were points in time last year when he was healthy and Arizona was firing. We were like, all right, that's the D Hop that we were you know clowning Houston for for getting rid of. And then there were some other times where he wasn't healthy, and you're like. Eh, not the same guy, yeah. but I, I think Devontae Adams, until further notice, is still the best wide receiver. Look, it's a good option. You can't argue with him. He, he was the contested catch king at one point in time. We're going to continue playing some of these NFL pre-training camp games. Got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, start, bench, cut. We're going to play that with some NFL QBs around the league. Don't go anywhere. Listen to the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 23 minutes past the hour here in our nation's capital, Linnell Willingham. Here with you on the fan for about another half hour here. I'll take you up to 4 o'clock. It's been a packed show so far. I want to give another big thanks to Commander's Royalty. Rick Doc Walker joining the program at 2 o'clock. If you weren't able to tune in live to listen to that and you got the Odyssey app, you're in business. Hit the rewind feature. Go back to the 2 o'clock hour and listen to Doc. And he had me ready to run through a wall. Um, Before we went to break, though, continuing our NFL pre-training camp series. We had superlatives. We had fill-in-the-blank. There's only one better thing than those two. Start, bench, cut, quarterback edition here. Denton Day, my producer here in the studio. Tee me up, please. All right, so the first round, start, bench, cut. One of these guys just got paid, and we know the other two guys are about to get paid. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. Start, bench, cut. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Denton, can I actually go through it one more time here? All right, so we got Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray, the man who just got paid, and Justin Herbert, who is eventually at some point going to get paid. My starter here, I got to go with Justin Herbert. I think I think he's next up. Last year I was first on the scene, and I take credit for it, and I will let you know anytime I'm asked about it. I was first on the scene calling what Joe Burrow was going to do last year. I, I knew it. There was something about the makeup of this kid. I don't know if it was the Cartier frames. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was the swagger that he walked with. It's something about Joey Beans Burrow that gets me going. But I also nicknamed somebody else at the quarterback position, Justin Herbert. I called him Baby Jesus because I thought, man, this kid is young and he's got a lot of power and he's going to rule this thing for years to come. My starter, I got to go with Baby Jesus. That leaves me with two: Lamar Jackson and Big Kai and Big Kyler Murray. I'm going to cut Kyler Murray because I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's very good at being an NFL quarterback that's going to go in and win you playoff games. He's too short. Height matters to me at that position. But he also runs like Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog, excuse me. So, <laughs> so, so, so he makes up for it with, with, with his quick feet. But I don't know, man. I don't like the leadership stuff that came out about him this offseason. I know everybody's trying to brush it under the rug. Doc Walker hit it on the head earlier, calling him a porcupine. He's got all the stuff on the inside, but you can't give him a hug. But he'll go out and win games for you. He'll do it during the regular season, weeks one through eight, or or maybe one through ten if you're lucky. Then he kind of fizzles down the stretch. I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut Kyler Murray, and then it pains me to say this. I guess I'm benching Lamar Jackson, but not necessarily. I mean, benching is... It's not the best option, not the worst option. (laughs) You tell me if you wanted to get benched, then don't give me that, man. (laughs) Yeah, but I'd rather get benched than cut. Yes, because you're still on the team, still making money. Exactly. All right, next one. This is a bit more difficult, I feel at least. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it's easy for me because now, since the talent level is all there and it's kind of equal, I get to go on my personal feelings. I get to go on my personal feelings (laughs) about the guy. 
starting, look, I think he's a, I call him a cyborg. I think Josh Allen is, is the future, him and Justin Herbert, I really do think are the future of the quarterback position. Patrick Mahomes deserves some love for that too because he's kind of the, I don't want to call him the originator because none of these guys are, are originals. They're, they're repeats. We've seen back in the day guys be able to do stuff like this. Michael Vick, Randall Cunningham, making the off-platform throw, Steve McNair. I mean, there, there are plenty of them. But what Josh Allen is doing, it's like it's a combination of Cam Newton and I don't even know what to call Of Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers, I guess, it, it, it is the best comp for me for Josh Allen. And what he did last year, and yes, they ended up losing, but what he did in that playoff game, going tit for tat with Patty Mahomes, it showed me something. He's got grit. And what I loved about Josh Allen is we're still continuing to see him get better. He's somebody that's got that, that mental makeup that I look for. Student of the game, continuously trying to get better. Because when he came out of the University of Wyoming, well documented the struggles that he had. Look at the improvements that he's made each year in his career. His rookie year, 2018, 52.8 completion percentage, 10 touchdowns, 12 picks. Didn't start that many games. You go to the next year, you see a gradual jump. Goes from 10 touchdowns to 20 touchdowns. Throws nine picks still and is still under that 60% completion mark. But you go to 2020, 69.2% on the completion percentage. 4,500 yards passing, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He really duplicated that a season ago. I think he's the baddest man in football right now at the quarterback position. So I'm going to start Josh Allen. Bench and cut. That's where it gets hard here. I'm going to cut Aaron Rodgers just because he's old and dramatic. And I don't like the way he carries himself. I think he's a diva and over damn rated. Huh. Guess who already has more playoff wins? Or, 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 or this year will have more playoff wins than Aaron Rodgers. Huh. Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. He went on that one run and got them to the Super Bowl. When have we seen Aaron Rodgers playing meaningful football? You you tell me. MGM National Harbor, listen, line still wide open. If you want to call in and tell me why Aaron Rodgers is not the most overrated quarterback in the league, go ahead and do so. I'm all ears for you. But I'm starting Josh Allen. I'm benching Patty Mahomes, who's the, who I call the standard, the architect. And then Aaron Rodgers, I'm cutting him. We don't have time for drama queens. Let's continue to go. Start bench, start bench cut. All right, next one here, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. our boy Joe Burrow. Run that through me again. Run it, run it through me again because I really got to think about this. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Now, you can call me a hater. You can say I'm hyping the boy. I'm starting Joe Burrow. I call him Beans for a reason. The boy has got it. I mentioned what he. I mentioned him being the coolest cat in the room. A lot of you all. We're sold after the, the the cigar gift after the national title game for LSU. Yeah. And you saw him puffing on, on a Light stogie. bandwagon jumpers right there. You know, I wasn't there yet. It, it, didn't, it didn't get me then. It got me this past year. And it really was, at, was before he got hurt. We started to see it. We started to see him come on. Anybody remembers that 2020 game against Washington? He was dicing our ass up before he tore his ACL. Playing good ball. But it was the Cartier frames that got me. You want to talk about a guy that's got some swagger. He got it. You hear his teammates rave about him and talk about him. It sold me. I'm starting Joe Burrow. Who am I going to bench? I'm probably going to bench. I'm probably going to bench Tom Brady because he's the greatest quarterback to ever play the position. 
And I should have put this guy on my list for my most overrated quarterbacks. I think Matthew Stafford's a wee bit overrated. A wee bit. A lot of physical talent and tools there. People want to talk about Carson Wentz's decision-making. Matthew Stafford sometimes goes out there and plays like he's an absolute idiot with no regard for the game, with reckless abandon, and not in a good way. You remember all the interceptions he threw a year ago, and it really started down the stretch when it mattered the most. He started turning the ball over like it was his job. So I'm going to cut Matthew Stafford. Start bench cut here, QB edition. Let's keep it rolling. All right, two more here for you. Russell Wilson, Mm. Derek Carr, Mm -hmm. Tua Tungabailoa. Now that's interesting. Start bench cut. Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Tua Tungavaloa. I might shock some people here. I'm going to start Derek Carr. I'm going to start Derek Carr. I think Denton hit on it earlier. Derek Carr is probably one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the National Football League. And if you look at the plethora of weapons that he now has at his disposal out in Vegas, it's nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at. We know they acquired Devontae Adams. Darren Waller is one of the best tight ends in football. Josh Jacobs is an elite running back when he's healthy and puts everything together and isn't out there lunching. I think Derek Carr consistently has been consistent. (laughs) I know it seems simple. He has consistently been consistent. I know what I'm going to get from Derek Carr. I know what I'm going to get. He's going to give me somewhere between 250, 275 passing. He's going to give me two touchdowns or three touchdowns. He might throw a pick. But I know at the end of the day, Derek Carr is what I like to call a certified tough ass. He is going to go out there and put it all on the line for you. So Derek Carr is who I'm going to start. Who am I going to bench and who am I going to cut? Now, I am all in, I said, on the potential of Tua Tungavailoa. But I need to see him be healthy first. So I'm going to cut Tua, and I'm going to hope that we don't continue to see the ghost of Russell Wilson like we saw last year because it was putrid. It it, it was unacceptable from what we saw last year. So bad to the point where I was like, damn, should we even trade for this guy if he's available? No, obviously, I'd take anything, anything over Taylor Heineke. I'd take Denton Day over Taylor Heineke. Thanks. But last year, Russell Wilson, it wasn't enough for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bench him, and then I'll cut to a tongue of Iloa just based off the fact of his health. That should have been an easy one. I probably flip-flopped the more dramatic one. People probably would have started Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go against it. I'm the oil to your water. You know I would, what I'm saying? I would have cut Russ's post-game interviews. Annoy me. All right, <laughs> final one here. Let's ride. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited over here. <laughs> um, Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Oh, this is, this is like... This is like stealing candy from a baby. Now, if you have a real football mind out there, right, this should be a no-brainer for you. Newsflash, I am one of the people who have a great football mind, so this is a no-brainer for me. I am starting Kirk Cousins because he's the baddest man to ever play the quarterback position here in Washington. And call me and debate about it. Call me and debate about it if that's what you want to do. I don't want to hear about fluff stats. The defense that he played with wasn't worth a damn. Name me another quarterback in the 2000s here in Washington that threw for 4,000 yards in back-to-back seasons. I want to hear from you. So I'm starting Kirk Cousins. I'm benching Carson Wentz because I think he's going to fall somewhere in between that MVP level 
than last year's quarterback. So I think it's going to be a significant upgrade here in Washington. I think he's still got a lot left in the tank from a physical attribute standpoint. He's got the biggest arm out of all three of these guys listed. Straight up like that. People don't like, they called him a Bible thumper in Indianapolis. How disrespectful. How disrespectful. They called him a Bible thumper down in Indianapolis. This is probably the first show I've done that I haven't taken an attack at the indie media for creating those hit pieces. I'm talking to you, Zach Kiefer. There it is. I name dropped Zach Kiefer again. That's like the fourth or fifth time this offseason I've name dropped him. Because he's the one that started the hit piece, in my opinion, on Carson Wentz. But I'm going to start Kirk Cousins. I'm going to bench Carson Wentz. And I'm cutting Ryan Tannehill. Because, newsflash, we didn't do this in our superlatives. Who's going to be the first rookie quarterback to take the field? Huh? I think it's going to be my man Leaky Willis. I mean, my man Leaky Willis down in Tennessee. Because he's the real deal. And Ryan Tannehill stinks. And the Flames. Yeah. Liberty. Big Liberty guy. Everybody wants to talk about the competition. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that where AGG went? It is where uh, AGG went. Newsflash, though, people. Might sound crazy saying this. I think the transition from being a quarterback in that conference and playing at that level will be easier than being a receiver. AGG got hemmed up at the line of scrimmage. Wasn't fast enough. Didn't hit the ladder enough. Start bench cut, though. Cousins, Wentz, Tannehill's gone. Didn't make the cut. Continue to take some of your calls here before we hit the break. Let's go to Dave and Reston. Dave, I've been waiting all show to hear from you, baby. You're one of my regulars. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Linnell? Glad to hear you as always. Hey, man, uh, in all transparency, you got to keep it honest. I'm a Michigan transplant, so I am biased. However, I think you're going to turn over in your grave once Stafford gets elected for the Hall of Fame, even if he doesn't win um, another Super Bowl, which I think he still might, but he's going to have the stats. If you remember, I, I know you're banging on him a little bit, but those last couple throws against the books to put them over, and then if he, the Super Bowl, the Rams, the receivers were dying. There was, like, no one else left. Yes. There was the no-look pass. Stafford is the man. It is, is the man. Look, I'm not saying I'm completely out on Matt Stafford. I just think he's a little bit overrated. And it hurt me at times last year where you guys needed him the most, and he didn't show up for you. He didn't show up for you. I can't have the quarterback that I go out and trade the farm for. I can't have him having multi-interception games in the month of December. Things like that don't fly with he, me. He showed up in the Super Bowl, man. What else do you want? He did. And look, it's, it's a tough point for me to argue. You got it with that. I'm just a hater of Matt yeah. Stafford. One, because we didn't get him. I got you. So but, but let, let me say one, one last thing. Like, um, one thing at the Michigan fair, like the Lions have won one playoff game since 1953. I'm so sick and tired of, you know, the Browns being the boo-hoo. Oh, we're so sad. We're the lovable love sacks. <laughs> I think that's what has gone away now with Deshaun. The Lions are the worst team in history, and I just want to be on the record for that. Because are you saying we, they're, the, we worst, are you saying they're the worst professional sports franchise in history? I man, there's an argument. There is a real strong argument there. One win since the 50s mm. in the playoffs. Mm. It's spicy. I love when you come with numbers, Dave. I appreciate the call. That's interesting, though. That might be a topic for another day. Who do you think is the worst professional sports organization in all the professional sports? There's a friend of mine who thinks one of our teams here in town is one of the worst ever. We have to take a quick time out here. After the break. More of your calls. We're done with the superlatives. I'll I'll tell you my biggest storyline for the Washington Commanders 
heading into training camp. Keep it locked. Listen to we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The fan. You know who it is, youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham here with you on the fan for one final segment. Been a jam-packed show so far to this point. Appreciate you guys tapping in with me. Twitter and Instagram, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Appreciate you guys tweeting at me. Appreciate you calling in. Before we went to the break, though, we've been talking commanders pretty much all show long here. Three days away from the start of training camp. Tuesday, 9 a.m., give or take, if they're on time or not. That's when the commanders will report and have their first practice of training camp. And before I went to the break, I said I'd give you my biggest storyline heading in to Washington Commanders training camp. And for me, it's pretty simple. How is this offense going to gel together? Who is going to win the different position battles along the offense? Talking about wide receiver. If Logan Thomas isn't ready to go. We're looking at a, a position battle at the tight end spot. I don't think Sam Cosby's completely locked up the right tackle spot. I mean, Corn Lucas probably has something to say about that. But more specifically, at the running back position, Brian Robinson Jr. added to the fold. Antonio Gibson going into his third year. J.D. McKissick, since he's gotten here to Washington, has proved himself as one of the best pass-catching backs in football. The Inside the Birds podcast agrees with me on the running back room. Here's what they had to say. Don't be surprised if Brian Robinson ends up being a really significant part of their run game this year. Okay. Might as well go right to yeah, that. Yeah, let's, let's go to that because Gibson was a guy who struggled to stay healthy last year, but 
you know, he's playing through a lot of injuries, Antonio Gibson. Adam and I thought he was going to be a top three to five running back, sort of from a fantasy uh, hmm. purposes, but just also because we thought he had that kind of talent. What did you see in Gibson's tape? Yeah, I'm not sure Gibson is that guy. And and look, I, re- I thought, and I know Adam has connections in Memphis, um, you know, and, and, and I don't, but I, I really thought Gibson when he came out to me was a slot receiver and mm. obviously Washington made him their feature back. Uh, so they, that's what they thought. And, you know, they're with them every day, but I, I think Gibson is kind of a straight line downhill runner who runs hard, has speed. I don't think he's really a natural runner in the backfield. That that's, that's the way I see him. Um, you know, and, and that's why I personally believe that when all said and done, you're going to see Brian Robinson be their feature back. Now, that mm-hmm. might not happen week one, but I think that's going to happen. That was Adam Kaplan inside the Birds podcast talking about the potential battle at the running back position here in Washington. Now, if you if you listen to what to what Adam just said, it's interesting because. I think it's a benefit that Brian Robinson is going to come in here and be able to take some snaps away from Antonio Gibson as the true running back on this team. Because you know what that means? That means Scott Turner is going to get to earn that extension he just got. Because you can't tell me that Antonio Gibson is one of the best weapons on this football team. We didn't know where they were going to play Antonio Gibson when they initially drafted him. And Adam Kaplan just echoed those sentiments. We didn't know. If he was going to be a running back, we know if he's going to be a slot wide receiver. We know if he's going to be a special teams demon to be a primarily used as a kick returner and a punt returner. But you look at a guy that stands at six foot two, two hundred twenty five pounds. He has a lot of guys making business decisions once he reaches the second level, and then he's got the breakaway speed evident in that Buffalo Bills game on the screen path that he went that he went along with. But adding Brian Robinson to this room allows. Scott Turner and company to deploy Antonio Gibson in a multitude of different ways. It allows you to confuse defenses when you line up with certain personnel. Imagine defensively you come out and they've got Brian Robinson Jr. on the field and they've got Antonio Gibson on the field, both lined up in the backfield. Imagine the prompt, the, 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 the premise and the idea of motioning Gibson out of the backfield and creating matchups in the slot with him. There's no linebacker in football in my opinion, there's only a few. Let me say that. There's only a few linebackers in the NFL that can run with Antonio Gibson. There are only a few linebackers in the NFL that can cover Antonio Gibson. So when you're able to confuse teams with your personnel and confuse teams with how you deploy guys, it allows you to create mismatches offensively that are just straight up tough to handle. And I think... Washington adding Brian Robinson only strengthens this team. I don't think it was an indictment at all on Antonio Gibson. I know everybody was very hard on Gibson based off of the fumbles that he had. They came at pretty inopportune times, to say the least. But, but, he's still a 4-3 guy. He's still electric with the football in his hands. He's still one of the more dynamic players on this offense. So I don't think Brian Robinson getting snaps means a decrease in snaps for Antonio Gibson. And I don't think we'll ever get to the point where Washington has just one premier back. Ron Rivera and company have said this at nauseum. Even going back to his days in Carolina, 
they believe, this coaching staff believes, in a running back by committee type of room. Even when he was in Carolina with Christian McCaffrey, and he seemed like he was the bona fide stud in the backfield. No, no, no. You still saw Mike Davis getting a plethora of handoffs. You still saw Fozzie Whitaker getting handoffs. Because when you got a guy as special as Christian McCaffrey, and in my opinion, I think Antonio Gibson has that type of potential, when you have a guy like that, the world is yours from an offensive coordinator standpoint. You can do whatever you want. You can create mismatches out of the wazoo. It allows you to do so much. And in today's NFL, where there's a constant game going on between offenses and and defenses, from the offensive standpoint, when you break the huddle and come out with two running backs on the field, more times than not, you normally think you're running the football. You normally think you're running the football. Now when you're able to motion out a guy like Antonio Gibson or J.D. McKissick, you're creating problems. You're creating mismatches. And Washington thrived off of that a season ago with J.D. McKissick before he went down with his neck injury. So in a nutshell, to wrap things up here, my biggest storyline for the Washington Commanders heading into training camp here next week, how does this offense look? For me personally, I haven't been boots on the ground like I'm going to be this upcoming week. I haven't seen it with my own two eyes. So I'm going to have my own perspective for you. We've been talking to the experts all offseason long. We finally reached that point where it's time to rock. It's time to go for real. Lucky enough for me, I'm going to be boots on the ground. I'll be bringing you analysis all week starting on Tuesday. Overtime starting at 6.30 every night, except for Thursday night, I believe. We'll start later. It'll be a 7 o'clock start because the Nats on a West Coast trip. But boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, we've made it. We're finally here. Training camp is upon us. Next time I talk to you all here on these airwaves will be Tuesday after the Commander's first day of training camp. Can't wait. Want to thank our guest for joining us, Commander's Royalty Rick Doc Walker, joining me at 2 o'clock. If you got the Odyssey app, use the rewind feature to go back and listen to my interview with Doc. If you want to hear me tomorrow, or Monday, excuse me, the Team 980, 3 to 6 p.m., the Hoffman Show. We're live from Eastern Automotives for the Commander's Shoot. Fulanel Willingham, see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.